Girlfriends, episode number 331, how we can form authentic communities online. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance and joy in family living. This week we are talking about building communities online, how we can do that and I've got a brand new place to tell you all about. Let's get going. Hey there. Welcome. Glad you're here. Thanks for joining me this week. Always glad to connect with you right here on the podcast. If you are a first-time listener, I want to give you a special welcome. Thank you for checking us out. I hope you're going to like what we share here and want to become a regular part of our girlfriends community ongoing here. If you're a sometime or long-time listener, thank you too. You know I appreciate you and I love that we're able to connect right here through the podcast. So this week's topic, I am so excited to share with you because this is something I've been working on kind of in the background for a little while now. I've had it on my heart for a long time. You know, I always talk about here on the podcast, the Girlfriends community, and we do have a community. You all as listeners are a community of women that I am deeply grateful for. And I love the things that we're able to share here. I love all the ways that we're able to interact through voicemail, through email, through social media. But I've always wanted it to be more. I've wanted a deeper and more authentic back and forth interaction between me and you because a podcast out of necessity, this is just the form of media that it is, it's largely one way. Me sitting here talking to you. And I love that. I love that we're able to connect in that way. And I love hearing back from you, especially in real life when someone comes up to me in real life and they're like, I listen to the Girlfriends podcast. That is like my all-time favorite. I already know that we're truly friends. So knowing that, I've had it in mind and on my heart for a while that I want to build something that is more of an ongoing community outside of just the once per week putting out a podcast episode. There's so much more here and there's so much more. There's such a deepness and a richness and I feel such potential in my interactions with you. Every time I get an email from somebody and they say, I wish you lived next door, I'm sure we would be friends. I'm sure too. And I want to find a way to make that happen. So what I've been working on behind the scenes for a little while now is building an online community around girlfriends. And it is already available. So if you want to check it out, hear me out on the podcast, but you can go to girlfriendscommunity.com and uh, see that's a landing page for the community. And then if you click and you join, you'll get immediate access to what we've got going on there. But, you know, I've been wanting to have this deeper connection because I feel like this is, this is the good work that God has given me to do. And I'm grateful for it. He's given me the work of connecting with people on a personal level through their faith and family lives. And I've been so grateful for all the ways that I've gotten to do that through the years, including the podcast, but going way back when, when I first ever was writing a regular column in the National Catholic Register, and I gained a little bit of a following through that. I ended up publishing my first book, which was kind of a collection of those and an expansion of those columns and that kind of writing. That led to me starting my website over at daniellebean.com. And then I was sharing every day, just a little bit of my life in a personal way. And 
um, hearing back from people and making those real connections online. And I was blogging and I had no idea what a blog was. I, I'll never forget one day I got an email from somebody and they're like, I really like your blog. And <laughs> this is aging me, of course. I was like, my what? And <laughs> I ended up kind of researching and finding out what a blog was. I was like, oh, I guess that is what I'm doing. I was part of this kind of beginning uh, trend of sharing online in that way. And of course, now we've moved so far beyond blogs and into various forms of social media. Also back in the day, though, there were these forums. And if you're old enough to remember being part of an online forum, and there are still some that exist, those were a real blessing to me. And I can look back at those experiences, whether it was sharing through the blog or, or communicating with people in comments on blogs or sharing on forums and really getting to know some of the other women that were parts of those online communities. And really, truly, those communities were a very important part of the encouragement and support that I needed in my faith and family life at that time, at that stage in my life. So I'm so grateful for those experiences. And yet things like that don't really exist anymore. So blogs and forums and that sort of thing sort of morphed into social media. And, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, wherever you're liking to hang out, Snapchat, I don't know. Um, you know, all of these things kind of took the place of those other forms of communication. And I will never tell you that you're not making real connections on social media. I, I know that real communities can exist in places like that. And, you know, for the past few years, I've had our Girlfriends Podcast Facebook group that, you know, that was part of my effort to bring into the other days of the week some more interaction between you and me, some ways that we can have conversations around the topics and the themes that we discuss here on Girlfriends. I wanted a way for us to really be connecting about those things that are so important to me, and I know they're important to you, things about your faith, your family, your marriage, your, your health, your relationships, your work, all of these things. I wanted us to be able to connect in real ways about all of those things. And yet... Here's the big thing. And perhaps this has been your experience as well, that social media has become a different thing. It's, you know, I'm not saying there aren't real communities online. There are. And I'm still a part of some Facebook groups that I, I really value and I'm grateful for. But in the past year, I'm going to say, I have not been very actively nurturing the community we have in our uh, girlfriend's Facebook group because I don't like Facebook. I don't like being there. And I know some people still love it. And if that's you, that's great. I'm not telling you not to do it. I'm not saying it's an evil thing. But I just find it kind of distracting to be there. I don't like the way that it's laid out. I don't like that there are ads. I don't like that there are, you know, all the incessant like notifications and all the, you know, everything that's on there, because it's not just you're in your one little group, right? It's everything else that's on Facebook. And also, I don't necessarily like the fact that you get kind of random people cruising through there and kind of, you know, doing a drive by in, in various communities. Of course, you can make them private. And I've always kept the girlfriend's Facebook group private and approve messages. But still, if I see a profile picture and a couple of sentences, you know, somebody telling me why they want to join... I, I honestly, I have no idea who that person is and what their intentions are. So it's kind of hard to vet in that way. So anyway, all of that to say, I haven't been nurturing the community there. If you're a part of that community and you've been disappointed, I want to apologize for that. But it's been part of my kind of thinking about and praying about and reflecting on where 
God wants me to be connecting with people. I know that God wants me to be connecting with you. I have a passion for it. I feel called for it. I know that I have a unique capacity for doing that sort of thing. And I don't take that for granted. And I want to be sure that I'm using that in accordance with God's will for my life and my work. So I've spent a lot of time thinking about it. And where I've wound up is I've wanted to create a community that's just ours. And it doesn't belong to Facebook. And it doesn't belong to Instagram. And I've wanted to kind of go back to basics, almost like those original, you know, back in the day forums that I used to belong to. But now, technology has advanced so much, there's so much more that we can do in an intentional community like that. So that's why I am founding the Girlfriends Community over at girlfriendscommunity.com. You can get more information there. But what I'm doing there is I am being very intentional about building a community around not just the podcast, but everybody that I interact with online, all of the women that I seek to serve through what I put out there, whether it's through a column that might be published somewhere, whether it's through a book or a study program or a video series that I might be a part of, or it's through the gist on Catholic TV or right here on the podcast, but especially right here on the podcast, because I feel like this in most recent years has been my most personal way of connecting with people. When I started Girlfriends over five years ago now, at the time I was still in magazine publishing and I had gotten into writing and any kind of editorial work because I wanted to have that connection with people. But as my work advanced and as I, you know, thanks be to God, I I had many wonderful opportunities in publishing and I wound up in a place where I was, you know, serving as publisher of Catholic Digest and editor-in-chief there. And Yet, as as wonderful as all of those opportunities were, I felt more removed from you, from you, who I want to be personally serving. I want to be personally connecting with and available to. And so at the time, when I was kind of looking around, I thought, you know, I just, I miss that connection that I had back when I was blogging. And yet when I was looking around, it was really more, the growth seemed to be in the area of podcasts. And that's where people were making those kinds of personal connections. So that's why I decided to start Girlfriends. And I've loved it. I have loved getting to know you. I've loved interacting with you. I've loved all the ways that we're able to share and interact here. But like I said, it is limited in in some ways. And so Girlfriends Community is going to be, it is because it's already going. It's still, you know, it's still a baby (laughs) and it's still getting shaped and it's still getting formed what we're going to do there. But my goal is to set it up in a way that we can interact on a daily basis there as much or as little as you want to be, but that members there will have access to conversations with one another about all of these things that we care about in different topics like your faith, like your family, like your marriage, like your work, offering daily prayer support, being able to pray with and for one another. But then also, and this is the fun part, offering twice weekly at a minimum live Zoom chats, live video calls with me and you so that we can really talk about some of the things that we're doing, some of the the work that we're doing together, some of the things that we're praying about, some of the virtues that we're looking to learn more about and to grow in, because that's another part of my plan at Girlfriends Community is to every month, if you click over to join, you will see the information about what virtue we're focusing on each month, but just focusing on a different virtue each month and sharing some thoughts about that, not in these deep, you know, 
classes or anything like that, really just in a way of just friend to friend sharing about what what these virtues are and the ways that we're called to kind of grow in these different virtues, especially in our unique roles as wives, as mothers, as daughters, as sisters, and as friends. So that's what I've got going on over at girlfriendscommunity.com. I would love for you to check it out. I would love for you to become a part of that community that I am working on this this new work that is so close to my heart. But along those lines, I wanted to talk a little bit about how we can form authentic communities online because sometimes the temptation is to think we can't do that, that online relationships are necessarily superficial and we can't build an authentic community in an online space. But I don't believe that's true. I think there are ways that we can build authentic community. Like I shared with you at the start of this episode, I've experienced that. I've benefited from that. I've been greatly blessed by real relationships that have formed online. I've been really blessed by being part of communities that have existed online. So as part of my work for beginning to work on Girlfriends Community, I've been thinking a lot about how that happens. How do we do that? How do we create an environment online where an authentic community can thrive? How do we nurture that? And um, so I'm going to share with you some five different parts of what I think are necessary components of building an online community. And I invite your input as well. I would love to hear from you about what you think and what you've experienced in community and real relationships that you've been blessed by in online environments. So the first one I want to mention is safety. You need to feel safe in a place where you're you're looking to nurture community. So, I mean, what does that mean? Like, yes, of course, your physical safety, you don't want to feel threatened, but that's unlikely, you know, in a Facebook group or whatever. But what I mean is that you you need to feel like the people there have got your back and that you have enough in common with them and enough of an understanding with them that There's a mutual understanding and love and appreciation for each other, just on a very basic level, even if you don't know each other yet. You need to feel safe. And that's been part of my experience in social media is that they're not safe places. They don't feel safe to me. I don't feel like I want to get on there and and pour out my heart. I don't feel like necessarily somebody who's, you know, going to be running an ad in my face has my best interests at heart. So I think it's really important to nurture a feeling of safety and kind of this mutual desire for each other's well-being at the start of a community. And that's that's what I'm looking to do in what we're doing at Girlfriends Community. But it's what I look to do in all of my relationships um, online and otherwise. Um, The second component that I think is really important for building an authentic community experience online is investment. Investment on the part of each person. And, you know, that, of course, can be a monetary investment. It doesn't have to be. Um, But just being invested in the outcome of the community. And that's what social media also lacks in my experience. People are not invested. They're just cruising through. They're scrolling through. They're clicking next video. They're not really there because they want to be building community. They're not really there because they want necessarily to be connecting with you in a real way. And, you know, so that that actually relates to the idea of, of safety. But I think it's important for people to, in some sense, have skin in the game 
in order for it to be a real community. So like, for example, if you're meeting in person, let's say you're you're part of a women's group and you meet on Thursday nights in the church basement and everybody agrees to be there, you know, for this hour and a half every Thursday evening, that's an investment of your time. And you're going to build authentic community as a result of the fact that everybody is investing that time. They're not going to want to blow it up. They're not going to blow it off. They're going to want it to thrive. They're going to want you to get value out of your time there the same way they're looking to get value out of their time there because they're investing that 90 minutes. Now, an online community doesn't function in the same way because you're not necessarily investing the time, you know, at at the same moment together, kind of committed in that way. But you can be invested for sure in the time that you might spend there, in the time you might spend um, praying together, praying for one another. And then with what I'm experimenting with doing at Girlfriends Community is there is a monthly fee for being involved. It's not a huge fee. It's $12.99 a month, or you get a significant discount if you decide to sign up for the annual membership. And that's not because I'm looking to make a million dollars. That's because I want people to be invested. Yes, I do want to recoup some of the costs of building the community. And, um, you know, that's a legitimate part of whether you're building a community or putting out a podcast that people are investing their own time and energy in these things. And it's, it results in something of a certain value. Um, but people investing in a community like that is significantly different from someone who is, you know, just part of a Facebook group that's, you know, entirely free. But the, you know, the point is, this is going to, as obviously, going to res- result in smaller numbers, first of all. Not everybody is going to want to pay to be part of a community. But the people that are there are going to be there because they want to be there. They're going to be invested in themselves and in the success of one another. They're going to be invested in the entire experience for you and for me, for each other, in being part of this community. I think that's really a a necessary element. And so it's one I'm looking to incorporate in our community experience as well. The third thing that I think is important, and of course, these are all related, right, is connection. You need to have things in common. These are the things that communities are built around, right? Whether you're part of a hiking club or a crafting group or the women's Bible study, you're gathering, you're connecting because you have things in common that you're interested in, you have common goals. Of course, our connection at Girlfriends is going to be our our Catholic values, our Catholic faith, our experience as women, because it's exclusively for women. And, you know, that is so vitally important that we have that connection with one another, that there are certain things that are understood that are that you know that we have in common as we're we're coming together and looking to connect in authentic ways we need to have those basic things in place and you know that like as i said these are all related that that contributes to the feeling of safety and understanding and the investment that you have in the community as well so having those things in common now that said not every person who's going to become a part of a community is going to be exactly the same and living out their faith lives in exactly the same ways 
no, that would be not fun at all. That would be so boring. And, you know, it's part of the, the richness of the community that you have different people from different walks of life and different ages and stages of life that are going to be bringing their unique perspectives. So, for example, the girlfriend's community is not just for moms. A lot of the work that I've done through the years has been specifically targeted to the needs of moms. And um, that's a great thing. But I don't want girlfriends to be exclusive in that particular way. I know a number of you who are listeners here on the, the, the podcast are, are not married or don't have children, or you're maybe you are married and you have children, but they're grown and you're not so much focused on the, the kind of mom, you know, mom focused spirituality in terms of, you know, being a mom of little kids and that kind of thing. So, you know, having the basic things in common, like we are women and we follow the teachings of the Roman Catholic Church. And these are the, you know, these are the values that we have. I think that's a great starting place. And we don't need it to be more specific than that. In fact, it's so beautiful when you can see women from different walks of life coming together to encourage and support each other in the different ways that we are living out our Catholic faith and family lives. So having that connection, I think, is so important, but not meaning that we are all exactly the same. Yes, some basic things need to be in place. And yes, I would never, in a community that I am in charge of, would never allow you know anybody promoting anything that's contrary to the teachings of the Catholic Church. That's always been a part of my ministry. That's just a non-starter. But that doesn't mean everybody as part of the community needs to be in exactly the same place in their faith lives. Maybe there are some people who are just beginning and they, there are things they don't understand yet. I, I absolutely want our community to be a place where people feel comfortable asking questions in a respectful way and where they, they will feel welcomed to explore their faith further, even parts of it that they might struggle with and parts of it that they might not yet fully understand or have trouble embracing. So, um, and that said, this one's related as well, I think, and this might be the most important part to me of building an authentic community online, vulnerability. We need a place where we can be vulnerable with one another. If you can't be vulnerable with each other, you will never make a real connection with somebody. It's always going to be superficial. If you are in a place where you feel like you have to put a mask on, uh, no, not COVID. I'm not talking about COVID. Okay, not a COVID mask. Um, but if you feel like you need to put a face on, if you feel like you can't show something that you're struggling with, if you feel like you have to, you know, put on a facade that you have it all together all the time and everything's happy, shiny, you know, smiley Catholic family life or whatever then you're not going to be able to build community under circumstances like that. Like say you were part of a women's group and it felt like intensely competitive among the women there uh, about maybe how their kids are doing in school or how they're dressing or what kind of car they drive. Or, you know, if you felt like you had to put on a certain outside to be a part of this group, you, you would never feel connected there. It would never be a true source of encouragement and support to you in your faith and family life. 
Absolutely not. So it's important to have a place that is safe, where people are invested, where you do have those authentic connections in order for people to feel comfortable being vulnerable with one another. And, you know, if you feel like people have got your back, then you will feel, even if it's a little uncomfortable in the beginning, you will feel free to say, you know what, this is something that I'm really having a hard time with. You will feel comfortable asking for the kind of encouragement and support that we all need. We all need it. None of us has arrived yet. None of us is perfect. And so I think it's important for us to build, and this is my goal with the Girlfriends community, is to build a community that is a safe and nurturing place where people can feel comfortable letting down some of their defenses, letting down some of those outside appearances sometimes, and just asking for prayers, asking for encouragement and support, asking for somebody to just listen sometimes as you talk through or share through something that you're really struggling with, something that's hurting, something that's a heavy burden for you right now. It's so important for us to have that vulnerability with one another. If you think about the people in your life that you feel truly connected with, maybe it's a a good girlfriend of yours, maybe it's your own mom or a sister, these are people that have been vulnerable with you and you have been vulnerable with them. We need places where we're able to do that because that's where the real opportunity comes in to build real friendships real connections with one another. That's where the real opportunity is to truly encourage each other, truly share space with one another. When you invite somebody in in that way, when you let your guard down, that's where real relationship and real connection can begin. So it is my goal to build a place online. Yes, with all of its limitations. And I'll be the first person to tell you that online communities have limitations and an online community can never be a complete replacement for in real life relationships, the kinds of friendships that you have with people that you're meeting with face-to-face. But it is possible to build real community there with all of these things. When you find a place that is safe, where the community members are invested and where they have things in common with one another. They share the important things in common and people feel comfortable being vulnerable with one another. Not in an airing all your dirty laundry kind of way, but in an appropriate way of asking for support from one another, being that source of support for one another. Playing both of those roles is an important part of real friendship. And then the final component that I think is absolutely vital to building an authentic community online is, of course, prayer. I've been praying through every step of the way. I've been praying even before I began this whole process, before I knew I wanted to begin this exact process, praying for the ways that God wants me to love and serve you and ways that God is looking for me to build community and nurture friendships and mutually supportive relationships and encouragement among women, especially online. And so beginning with prayer, but then praying with and for one another is so important. So in the Girlfriends community, we have daily prayer support every day. Right now, we're getting started with just praying through the Psalms. Every day we're reading and reflecting on and praying 
with a different psalm. I've never done this in an intentional way before, which is kind of the selfish reason why I picked the psalms. Um, Of course, I've read and and prayed with psalms before, but I've never been intentional about just working my way through the book of psalms. And so we're doing that every day. There's a, a singular post there that you can be a part of if you want to just click on it and read the psalm and, you know, just think about it. And and there's a little bit of a prompting in each one of those posts for like prayer and reflection. But in addition to that, whether you want to make use of that or not, we also have a weekly prayer thread where people are encouraged to share their prayer intentions for each other so that we can be praying with and for one another in real ways. And that you will have a place where you can go to your girlfriends and say, here's something I'm struggling with, or here's something I'm worried about, or here's something I want to give thanks to God for. These are important prayer intentions. And that kind of prayer, I think, is vital to the success of any community, especially a faith-based community, of course. We need to be praying with and for one another. And with that said, I want to, whether you ever want to become a part of the Girlfriends community online or not, I want to ask for your prayers. I always pray for the people who listen to the Girlfriends podcast because I've always believed that we are a community here. Just by listening to the podcast, you are a member of the Girlfriends community. And I I pray for the people who listen to the podcast every week. It's important to me to be praying for you. Even when I don't know your particular circumstances and the things you need, God knows. I ask for him to give you the grace that you need in your faith, in your vocation, in whatever he's calling you to do today, this minute, this week, this hour. So I'm praying for you and I want to ask for your prayers for me and for other members of the Girlfriends community. As I'm looking to build a faithful and supportive place online, your prayers are so precious to me. I am so grateful for all the ways that you encourage and support the work that I do here at Girlfriends. But as I'm launching this new venture, I want to, first of all, invite you to be a part of it. I would be so thrilled if you would go over to girlfriendscommunity.com, check it out. You can try it absolutely for free with no obligation at all. Just see if it's the right fit for you. And if it's not, no hard feelings. I'm just glad you gave it a chance. So I want to invite you and encourage you to check it out in that way, but also ask for you to be praying for us and pray for the other people who listen to this podcast as well. We have so much in common and so much to gain from connecting with one another, praying with and for one another each week. All right, we've got more of the show coming up, but first a quick break. I'm Danielle Bean, and you're listening to the Girlfriends Podcast. The most important person ever to walk the face of the earth the source and summit of all things Catholic. But do we really know him? Hi, I'm Dr. Marcellino D'Ambrosio, sometimes known as Dr. Italy. For 30 years, I've taught about Jesus in Catholic university classrooms, on TV, and on radio. And I've been surprised at how Catholics, fascinated with so many of the unique features of the rich Catholic tradition, seem to take for granted the very basis of it all, the person of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Some other Catholic Bible teachers I know have noticed the very same problem. So, Jeff Cavins, Dr. Edward Sree, and I decided to collaborate on a groundbreaking study that would focus simply on the life and teaching of Jesus Christ, filmed on location in the land where it all happened. Those who take this journey with us will learn amazing new things about the gospel stories they thought they knew so well, about his family, his friends, his enemies, his miracles. But even more importantly, they will come to know Jesus in a new and astonishing way 
that will make a surprising difference in their everyday lives. This study, Jesus, The Way, The Truth, and The Life, helps you learn with all your senses. The videos filmed on site in the Holy Land will change the way you visualize the gospel stories. The study guide includes gorgeous images, provocative quotes, illuminating maps, and challenging questions. The book that accompanies the study will have you riveted all the way to the end. Order the study pack now at ascensionpress.com forward slash Jesus and get immediate at-home access to the videos and the study guide while the printed components are shipped to you. Again, you can order Jesus the Way, the Truth, and the Life at ascensionpress.com forward slash Jesus. You'll be glad you did. Your life will never be the same. Welcome back. Now we're at the point in the show where I usually share a little bit of listener feedback. And um, this week, I was overjoyed to get an email from my, I'm going to call her my friend, because now we have connected in a real way outside of the podcast. Uh, This came from Jessica this past week. And Jessica writes, I just want to thank you for the podcast this week and last week and most everyone I listen to, but this week especially, and she's referring to the one about multitasking and how multitasking is a myth and how to stop. Um, She said, this week especially, I had just had a visit with my counselor and she was telling me the same things you said in your podcast. Single tasking and basking in the Lord's goodness first thing in the morning is a reminder that I needed. Notifications and social media reminders are also always so good to hear. Um, She's talking about reducing those things in your life. Almost a year ago, I deleted Facebook and Twitter from my phone and resigned myself to only look at Snapchat and Instagram once a day at most. The advice you gave to the listener was spot on. I was in her shoes and now I can honestly say I'm happier without all of it. This is the person who is um, struggling with her experience with Instagram, who I was encouraging You absolutely don't need it. Just take it off of your phone. (laughs) Anyway, um, Jessica goes on. I've been in counseling and was resigned to a job in a toxic environment after realizing I was burnt out and underappreciated. You are an inspiration to me and I share your podcast and the Momnipotent book at least three times a month. That book truly showed me my worth as a mother and as a wife. I will wrap this up, but sometimes it's nice to hear that you're a blessing to someone and I want you to know how true this is about you for me. I'm including a picture from Lake Ozark, Missouri. This was my morning of just sitting with God. Blessings, Jessica. Well, Jessica, thank you so much for that very kind and encouraging email. I'm so grateful to you. Thank you for the photo. What a gorgeous photo that was of um, just looking out over the water there at Lake Ozark. That is beautiful. I'm a big fan of lakes, living in the lakes region of New Hampshire as well. And I can just imagine what your time there was of a morning just sitting with God. Our natural environments are so conducive to that. So I I appreciate you sharing your little space there. And anyone listening, if you want to share where you experience God in your world, I love it. I love that. And um, I would love to see your your photo of where you like to sit and where you like to pray, whether it's in a corner of your home or it's outside looking at the lake or sitting in your garden or 
wherever you like to, especially this time of year, there's so many beautiful spaces where we can do exactly that. So thank you for that. And thank you for the affirmation about social media and (laughs) cutting it out of your life if it's not helpful. You know, I had a conversation with a friend over this past weekend where we were talking about social media and how many people I hear from all the time who are struggling with its place in their life. Like they either know they shouldn't be spending as much time on it and they're struggling to let it go, or they, you know, they don't use it very much, but when they do, they come away feeling bad about themselves. It's a negative influence in their life. And I find myself just thinking so much, and I was talking with this friend about this, like all of us, and this has not been going on very long, we've all been kind of part of a social experiment with social media, the ways in which it's kind of infiltrated every part of our lives and this idea of kind of being locked onto our phones all the time that, you know, it's not healthy and it's not normal. And I'm so grateful every time I hear from somebody who has succeeded in removing it from their lives or or placing it in, you know, making it uh, a healthy part, a smaller part of your life, because you know, the more I hear that people are struggling with this, the more I know this is a universal experience. And on the whole, this social media experiment on humanity has not been a good one. People on the whole have not benefited from it. So um, if you're wondering, if you're feeling like maybe social media is not a good influence in your life, let this be your sign to cut it out from your life and see if you don't feel better. You don't have to do it forever if that feels scary. Just delete whatever app it is from your phone for a week. And yeah, you might feel uncomfortable for a while. These habits are um, pretty addictive. But see if you don't feel better after a week of that. See if you aren't making more authentic connections in your real life as a result of cutting out some of those superficial digital connections and ways of kind of getting a dopamine hit. So anyway, that's my little reminder from not just me, but also Jessica. So thank you so much for that email, Jessica. That's very encouraging to me to know that the podcast has been a help to you. And thank you for the shout out for Momnipotent as well. I loved putting together that book. For anybody who's not familiar with it, you can go over to ascensionpress.com and check out Momnipotent, which is not just a book. It is also a study. So you can kind of go through an eight-week study on Momnipotent with women in your community, women in your parish, or your women group or anybody that you like to get together with. It's a great way to be able to do that. And it's, yes, it is written specifically for moms, but I actually know women who've done it. Um, a couple of women have reached out to me telling me that they they did it as part of their women's group and even some older single women in their group appreciated it because what I'm always telling you is every woman is a mother. St. John Paul II teaches us that motherhood is part of our feminine identity. And so in Momnipotent, I kind of break down some different strengths of that feminine identity, some of the strengths that we have in common as women, and look for ways to be nurturing the good expression of those strengths. Because what's really important to recognize about our feminine gifts and strengths is that they are gifts and strengths, but we choose how we use them. And they can very quickly become a weakness if we choose to use them wrongly or use them selfishly or go off the rails sometimes. And the book kind of looks at that, kind of the flip side of our strengths and the ways in which we sometimes might be tempted or we might experience turning them into weakness because of sin, because of failure on our parts to recognize the ways that God is calling us to use these gifts to love and bless the people that he's placed in our 
lives. And, you know, the book is a, a, just a very real look at some of those. And I share some of my my personal experiences of each of these things and encourage every woman to explore her own feminine genius and the ways that God is calling you to use your feminine gifts to love the people that he's placed in your life. So if you want to send me an email or connect with me the way that Jessica did, you can always send me an email, send me your feedback, send me a voicemail. I would love to be able to include your voice on a future episode of Girlfriends at danielle at daniellebean.com. And before we have to wrap up, I want to remind you that you are personally invited to join us in the Girlfriends community. I have loved getting to know some of the people who have joined already. It's a wonderful way for us to be able to interact outside of the podcast and just grow in our connection and how much we know each other and look to encourage and support each other in this important and yet joyful business of faith and family living. So again, the link, if you want to try it out for free, go to girlfriendscommunity.com. That's all the time we have for this week, but I want to thank you for being here. Thank you for showing up for this week's episode of the Girlfriends Podcast. I know you have many things going on in your life. You have many things that are vying for your time and attention. So I do not take for granted the fact that you choose to spend a little bit of that time right here with me each week. That is such a blessing and such a gift to me. So thank you for that. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a collaboration between daniellebean.com and Ascension, the leader in Catholic faith formation.